Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated General Grabber ATX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, December 18th. We are one week away from Christmas. I'm so excited. Obviously, there will be no Christmas podcast. Um, we do have to do the herd on the 26th. I got to check the the schedule on the 25th. I'd rather not record on Christmas night. I'm sure Rob would not want to, but uh, I guess we'll cross that bridge a little later in the week. Um, got to start the podcast on a massive, massive positive. Like what a monster week this was. In gambling, four and one in the contest, but I feel like our guest Adam Chernoff gave out a million winners. The only miss was that Rams Commanders over freaking Rams and Kyron Williams and his fumbles missed. I think it was 40, 49 and fifty with the numbers I got. It landed forty eight. If Washington, I mean Rivera goes to kick, he it gets blocked. They're making fun of him because he didn't go for two like the analytics say you're supposed to. Then I would have got a hit and a push. Whatever. You can't win them all, but I hell, I thought I was going to win everything. Just an amazing weekend. Unbelievably won both of our fantasy matchups. One of them I had to start, Nick Mullins. And, and, and somebody named Wicks on the Packers. I don't even know his first name. But Rob G's Raiders came through on me huge, huge on Thursday night. I, and Rob hasn't got a chance to chime in. Maybe we'll, we'll touch on the Raiders later. But um, we obviously have to start. The Week 15 podcast, where the favorites win a staggering 10-3-2 against the spread. Favorites just continue to dominate, and that includes the Buffalo Bills, who took the Dallas Cowboys out behind the woodshed and gave them a beatdown. I mean, folks, this was over early third quarter? You could say half, but you never want to rule anybody out. The Dallas Cowboys get smoked, and a lot of questions begin to swirl. I, I mashed on the brakes you know, right after the game, like, oh boy, they got problems. And then, you know, some some sanity prevails, and you're like, all right, it's not the end of the world for Dallas. Um, Buffalo looked like a train, and Dallas was just unlucky. They look like those videos, you know, where, like, there's a car stuck on the train tracks, and everybody gets out of the car, and then the train just comes through and just destroys it. Like, that's what happened to the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, James Cook running wild? I mean, the guy had 221 scrimmage yards. The Cowboys had not allowed a 100-yard rusher this season. James Cook, Dalvin's little brother, had 100 at halftime. The game of his career, 
and the Cowboys were never in it. Now, here's the scary part, okay? All week, I told you, pundits everywhere said, listen, Dallas outdoors, they're not at friendly confines of being at home. Keep an eye on this Buffalo team. We talked the last two weeks about betting on Buffalo to win the AFC East, Buffalo to make the playoffs, Buffalo to come out of the AFC, and uh, you can't argue after a dismantling of a red-hot Cowboys team where Josh Allen completed seven passes for 94 yards. He joked after the game that he was the kid uh, who was part of the school project who didn't contribute anything, and the team got an A. I know you've all been there. I've been there, but not. I, I wasn't really one of those guys. Um, just a thorough beatdown. The Dallas Cowboys, through three quarters, had 92 yards of total offense. I have here in the notes, worst in a game since 2010. And here's where it gets a little scary. So I'll get positive in a second, Cowboys fans. Relax. So part of the pressure on Dak Prescott was like they were getting home with a four-man rush. Zach Martin left the game hurt. Obviously, that's big. But when you get home with four guys and get sacks on third down because you're confusing Dak in the secondary, mixing up zone and man, like that ain't good. Dak looked confused. He, everybody's killing. I my I had to like stop looking at Twitter during the game because everybody's like, oh, Cam Newton was right. He's a game manager. And then like to the first first two jabronis, I was like, yeah, Brock Purdy too. Jared Goff yesterday as well. I didn't say anything. And then, you know, the, the torrent of diarrhea comes out of these guys' mouths. Um, Dak, how about this one? Dak is now 6-13 and 13 in his career on the road against teams over 500. 6-13. and 13. Now you could say, okay, it's career, it's spanned many years. Who cares? Okay, fine. You know what? Pick yourself up off the mat, head down to Miami this weekend on the road against a team over 500. Miami took apart my Jets, eliminated them. We're not doing Jets on this podcast. I don't give a shit about that team right now. Um, nobody cares about them. They stink. They missed the playoffs again. Good riddance. One other note before um, Rob T gets all excited uh, about this Buffalo Bills juggernaut. There was someone missing on the Cowboys who kind of mattered. His name is Mr. Hankins. And I know he's not the MVP of the team. He's not even a top two or three defensive player. Everybody talks about Bland. Everybody talks about Micah Parsons. Hankins is their big DT, their big run stopper in the middle. He is a factor. He missed the game with a knee injury. And it looked shaky stopping the run. Now, you could also argue Dallas, uh, as I think Glazer was the first to report this, a big flu bug swept through the Cowboys team and like maybe half a dozen, dozen guys were impacted. And listen, it's this time of the year. Everybody gets sick. You know, you're not 100%. You try to plow through it. It's me. It's one thing for me, like a rec league basketball guy playing in men's leagues or playing pickup on weekends. Ah, I'm sick, but I'm going to play through it. It's fine. You play for an hour or two, whatever. It's not the end of the world. You know what? It's just another day. This is the NFL. Like, <laughs> you know, 60 minutes, lots of money at stake, lots on the line. Probably 25 million people watching. Like, that's tough when you're sick and down in the dumps. I'm not I'm not making excuses for the Cowboys. Buffalo beat their ass. But when you factor in the Hankins missing in the middle and Buffalo running for over 200 yards, when Dallas, 266, when Dallas hadn't allowed a 100-yard rusher all season, I think that's a factor. And then this illness, I'm not giving Dallas a pass because, you know, I was on Buffalo. I'll just say... I, if they go ahead to Miami and get their doors blown off, remember all three of their losses are kind of bad. They lost to Arizona on the road. Uh, they got smacked by San Fran on the road. 
and now they get smacked by Buffalo on the road. Every other game, I mean, they're pretty much dominating. Uh, the close loss to the Eagles on the road. I don't think they go to Miami and get smoked. That would be my guess. Miami is coming off a 30 to nothing beatdown of the Jets. The kind of game where, oh, one team's coming off a shutout win. The other team is coming off an embarrassing loss. Like, this feels like an auto play on Dallas. I will tell you the line as I call it up here. Dallas goes to Miami. We don't know Tyreek Hill's status. And uh, as we record this, Miami is a one-point favorite at home against Dallas. I'll tell you right now, I'm looking at the Cowboys, but I'm not automatically taking them, Rob. Yeah, and I don't blame you. (laughs) I mean, I don't know why anybody would feel great about Dallas after the performance they just had. And it it sucks because you and I had said last week we were singing their praises and how impressive that they looked and how Dak Prescott was looking like an MVP favorite. I had him one. I believe you had him two. So we were both very high on Dallas Cowboys. And shame on me for not realizing that the Dallas Cowboys may be the most Jekyll and Hyde team in NFL history, okay? The Cowboys, 7-0 and at AT&T home stadium this season, averaging just under 40 points a game, 431 yards per game, absolutely dominant. One of the great teams in all of football, not just this season, but any season. When you're putting up those kind of numbers and you have that kind of record, that's all-time great at home for the Dallas Cowboys. On the road, though, 3-4. and four. Averaging 21.7 points per game and only 304 total yards per game. All right. They've outscored opponents at home by plus 171. Hmm. On the road, they are minus four. At home, their turnover margin plus 10. On the road, minus one. And I know this seems like a lot of numbers to throw at you. Well, let me just throw it to you in this context. All right. In the Super Bowl era, the largest home road point differential. In NFL history is 1982 Steelers at minus 20 home versus road splits. The Cowboys this season have the third largest home road split in NFL history at minus 18.2 points per game. Okay. There you can say things about the Miami Dolphins because they have this reputation as being a paper tiger. They beat up on bad teams. Apologies to your New York Jets. And that's fair. And that's fine. I understand it. But It's one thing to be great against the bad teams and bad against the good teams because in all actuality, in any sport you play, the goal is beat up on the shitty ones. If you play 500 against the good teams, you're probably going to be one of the upper echelon teams in, in whatever sport you're in, baseball, basketball, football, whatever. The other argument to that is you want to win all your home games, which Dallas is doing, and you want to be above average when three out of four 66 percent whatever it is on the road and that's usually the mark of a great team the dallas cowboys are historically great on one end and just flat out bad on the other and the this wouldn't be much of a problem except for the fact that all indications are they are going to be playing on the road in the postseason mm. If they finish with the same record as the Philadelphia Eagles, I know Jalen Hurts is kind of going through. He might not even play tonight. Mm. But if they have the same record, Philadelphia wins that division, which means Dallas is going to have to go on the road in the postseason, and they are absolutely horrendous, relatively speaking, on the road. This is not good for Dallas right now. Yeah, it looks like as of now, um, Dallas would visit Tampa Bay in the opening round. Now, they did go there, I think it was last year, and smacked them 
pretty yes. good. Was that yes. Brady's final? Okay, 31-10. It was a beatdown. I, I, listen, I was going to talk about Baker. We'll see if we can get there. Baker Mayfield, been one of the sneaky good stories in the NFL this season, man. Um, I don't think that's a layup, but the Bucks defense is not good. The Dallas defense should feast. I don't think they're in that much trouble there, but you're right. The following week, they would likely visit Detroit, assuming Detroit's able to beat Minnesota. Rams could be feisty. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know that Dallas could go into San Fran and win that game. I mean, there, there's nothing I've seen from Dallas on the road that has shown that. Um, now, let's quickly go to Dak Prescott. Like, I just wonder, uh, you know, sometimes you got to fade the hype and the narrative, and the hype all week was Dak's the MVP, Dak's a favorite, blah, blah, blah. And it was – you half expected this this kind of thing was coming. Um, I think we both think Dak is a good quarterback, ultimately he's limited in the postseason. Like, I need to see it. Um you know, it's funny, the whole Cam Newton game manager, game changer thing. Uh, there was a play in the Ravens game on Sunday Night Football where Lamar, like, scrambled out of a sack. It was amazing. And then just chucks it up for his tight end into double coverage. Normally, you know, 29 quarterbacks in that league throw that, and it's picked off. Lamar just got lucky that the tight end pulled it away. It was like uh, the announcers were freaking out. What a play by Lamar. Like, it was lucky as hell and not sustainable. I feel like Dak, it, that's one of those plays that, Cam Newton think is a game changer. Like you escape a sack, run around, and then chuck it up, and you pick up 30 yards first and goal. That's a game-changing play. Sack would have been minus eight or whatever. I don't feel like a lot of quarterbacks can do that, but I don't know, Rob, that those plays are sustainable, which is why I'm so pro-game manager and Brock Purdy, who is not making superstar highlight reel plays, but just making the right throws and, you know, making good decisions, not turning it over. And Dak is largely doing that, I thought. The Bills were all over him. This was a bad matchup. The, 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 Zach Martin, uh, the Zach Martin injury felt like it took a toll. The Dallas offensive line could not protect it all. I, I don't want to overreact and kill Dak here. I will say the game against Miami, he needs to rebound, right? Um, the, the, he pooped his pants against San Fran. Um I don't want to say this was a pants soiling. He never, they never really had a chance. It's not like he was terrible. Against San Fran, I think he had a couple picks, maybe three. Um, but ultimately, Rob, I, I don't think this loss was on Dak, was it? Would you pin it on Dak Prescott? Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their general tire, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. 
TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets, and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code STRAIGHTFIRE. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code STRAIGHTFIRE only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles. 21 and up, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Something magical happens when the third quarter ends and the fourth quarter begins. The energy changes. The fourth quarter is where games are won, where champions are made. And in business, it's where sales teams become legends. That's why HubSpot built Sales Hub to give sales reps the deal-making tools they need to win in Q4 and close the year strong. Sales Hub's prospecting workspace organizes your schedule, goals, and to-do list in one place to save your team precious fourth quarter time. Smart sequences help sales reps close deals faster than ever. And with an easy-to-use deal management tool, reps can find, track, and close deals all in one place. Plus, AI forecasting helps you accurately predict future success, which means less hoping for deals and more crushing targets. Put your sales team on the fast track to win Q4 with Sales Hub. Learn more at hubspot.com slash sales. This was as a collective of a team effort loss as I've yeah. seen. Because they were absolutely manhandled in the trenches mostly on offense and defense. I mean, when when a team like Buffalo, who's not known for being a great running football team, can just jam it down your throat over and over and over and getting these, not just like three yards in a cloud of dust, like Cook was getting chunk yeah. yards. And, and that's why Josh Allen had that viral quote after the game. And then offensively, uh, at one time in the third quarter, they said that that Buffalo had sacked him like three times, but it felt like he had been sacked six or seven because they had no momentum. Anytime he snapped yeah. the ball, there was guys in his face. And, you know, Dak at, up until yesterday was having an all-time great, you know, two-month stretch, basically. He, he threw two touchdowns in seven straight games. Like, that's that's even in today's NFL, it's almost unheard of. And so for yeah. him to have a come down game, it's, it's not just on him at all. Not at all. Yeah. Um, I will say if you want to give a little bit of caution for Cowboys fans, you just got run over by Buffalo and James Cook. 
your next two games at Miami. Miami's a top five rushing offense. Raheem Mostert, by the way, I mean, he's got like 20 touchdowns. I think he's tied with C-Mac for the league. Uh, and they got A-Chan back there. They run the ball a lot. After that is Detroit. And they're a top five run offense with Montgomery and Gibbs. So we're going to learn a lot about Dallas here in the coming two weeks. I think that Hankins injury is one you certainly um, have to watch. Uh, all right, let's get to the best team in the NFL and, and who I think should win the MVP, Brock Purdy. He's now the favorite. Those lines, I don't know. They just move the lines, put a headline on it, and hope people bet into a, a, a rotten market when Purdy was 25-1 to 1 earlier this season. Friggin' week one on this podcast, I was so impressed with Purdy. I mentioned the word MVP. Go listen to it. Like, you could see, like, damn. Okay, it wasn't a one-year wonder. And then he just keeps slaying. And Purdy, another monster game, four touchdown passes. And he's so damn humble afterward. Afterward, uh, Brock Purdy. Oh, I think Christian McCaffrey's the MVP. He just does so much for us, which is just genius. Uh, Just smart. Deflected off me. Hey, man, I'm I'm the all shucks kind of guy. Don't need to hype me up. Meanwhile... Brock Purdy, still number one in the league in pass completion. Um, Browning doesn't have enough games to qualify. Uh, Brock Purdy, number one in yards per attempt, 9.9. Rob, I saw an insane stat. This this didn't totally make sense, but Brock Purdy has such a good completion percentage in these uh, at 9.9. It's like one of the greatest all time. When you're, I mean, number two is Jake Browning at eight seven, then two at eight five, nine point nine yards per attempt on over three hundred fifty passes. It's incredible. So he's first in completions, number two in yards per attempt, um, number one QBR, in yards per attempt. I'm sorry, number one in yards per attempt, number one in QBR. Dak fell to a distant two, and he's number one in quarterback rating. Again. These are just four four data points. We can go on success rate, EPA. Like you could look into whatever you want. Nobody's been as good as Brock Purdy. That's the bottom line, guys. That's it. And then you go, oh, Trent Williams. Yeah, Trent Williams. Okay. And uh, Trent, uh, Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. And Okay. Um, I'll just put this out there. Trevor Lawrence, um, he didn't have another great game. Two wacky fumbles. Lack of situational awareness here at the end of the half. And Lawrence ain't having a great season. And I like Trevor Lawrence a lot. Is he a generational talent? I, I think he is. Um, this is what, year three? And it's like, okay, we had the Urban Meyer stinker. Then last year, they make the playoffs. They win a game. They push the Chiefs, lose. You expected Lawrence to make the jump. Like, number one seed in play. And he has not been great. And I actually, Rob, saw somebody put out there, Jags have to go out and get some help for Trevor Lawrence. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. hold up, what? You got Travis Etienne, who was a first-round pick. He's, he's awesome. Top seven, eight back in the league. He's very good. You go out and get Calvin Ridley, who's excellent. You spend a lot of money on Christian Kirk. Okay. Zay Jones is pretty damn good. The tight end is Evan Ingram, who is, I mean, not top-notch, but he's a good tight end. They've got a great skill position group. And and you're not you're saying, like, Trevor doesn't have enough weapons. Like, wh- are we really doing that? So now it's Brock Purdy has so many weapons, it's not about Purdy, but Trevor Lawrence doesn't have enough. Rob, why the hell— and again, I'm not picking on the guy who put this out there. I should mention his name. Jordan Reed. He's uh looks like an NFL draft guy for ESPN. Okay. I'm not I'm not bashing him. I'm just saying I, I saw that and I'm like, the excuses we continue to make for some people, and then the lack of respect we continue to give others, Rob, it just kind of irks me. And and the Brock Purdy slander's coming this week. You can just bet your bottom dollar. Um 
Brock Purdy, oh, come on. He even said it himself. McCaffrey's the MVP. I, I almost can't do this anymore, Rob. I don't want to continue to waste bandwidth on it. But, like, this is the number one team in the league. And just for anybody who's going to say, whoa, whoa, wait, Jake, the defense let the Cardinals rush for 200 and I have the number here because I wrote it down. I'm a, I'm a dork. 224 yards. By the way, I, I'm the idiot who bet it. when, when um, Kyler Murray came out. I thought he was injured and they were going to just shut him down. Hey, we don't want to risk it. Clayton Toon comes in. I've seen Clayton Looney Toon, okay? Instantly, I bet Niners minus 20 and they were only up by like 14. That was stupid. Just a little bit. And um, and then, of course, the, the Cardinals score with like 14 seconds left in the game to cover the minus 20 in-game bet. I was like, ah, it was house money, whatever. Um, this 49ers team was missing their top two defensive tackles, gave up 224 yards on the ground to Arizona. And still kick their ass. They were up by over 20 in the final minute before winning by 16. Okay? This team is a beast. I don't... Uh, Rob, Rob, 6-0 hot streak? They're averaging 34.5 yards per game. Oh, and I just found the stat. In the Super Bowl era, the highest yards per attempt for a single season, Kurt Warner was number one. 9.882. Brock Purdy currently number one above Kurt Warner and the greatest show on turf. 9.883. So, uh, again, Kurt Warner's a Hall of Famer. It's just one stat. That's how historically good Brock Purdy's been. Yeah, and for all the people who say, well, you know, the reason why he has these yards over attempt is because all this yak yardage, right? It's the yak yardage. It's Debo. It's IU. It's Kittle. It's McCaffrey. Brock Purdy, sorry to burst your bubble, has a lower yak percentage than MVP season Aaron Rodgers, number one. MVP Aaron Rodgers, number two, the last two. MVP season Patrick Mahomes so Brock Purdy is doing not doing it himself but he's doing it on par or even better than the previous three MVPs okay just get that out of the way outside of uh the Lamar Jackson unanimous season he, he's oh. right there with all the, all the other MVPs he actually gets less of his percentage of, of yak than the other guys do um I'm so frustrated that you brought up Trevor Lawrence because that was like my ace in the hole. I'm like, this is going to be something oh, I'm going to drop okay. on oh, J-Mac's head. Here we go. Here we because go. Trevor Lawrence, outside of like a six-game stretch last season when I think he was 14 touchdowns, one pick, has been the definition of mediocre since he got to the NFL, okay? Mediocre. Oh, my God. As of okay. this morning, as of this recording, in his career, 55 touchdown passes, 55 turnovers. Ooh. His passer rating this season is 15th. His Ooh. passing yards per game is 12th. He is a middle-of-the-road average quarterback, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm a Raiders fan. You're a Jets fan. I'd kill to have an average middle-of-the-road quarterback, right? Like, that, like I would just... I'd be doing backflips if, if yeah. Trevor was my quarterback. Agreed. <laughs> the, the, the problem, though, is because he was drafted number one, because he was hyped up as the greatest prospect since Andrew Luck, that he was one of the great all-time quarterback prospects we had ever seen. And that probably was true if you go back and look at it from college. He gets the benefit of the doubt all the time, right? No matter what he does, or in this case, what he doesn't do, he's going to be viewed in this prism as being an upper echelon quarterback because he fits the mold of what you would expect a great quarterback to look like. He's big. He's strong. He throws a good ball. He's handsome. He has a strong jaw, like that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> and then you have Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, you know, a nondescript college career, even if he started a lot of games. And no matter what he does, as you mentioned, first 
in passer rating, first in passing touchdowns, first in TD and interception ratio, first in TD to per attempt, first in yards per attempt, first in yards per completion, first in wins. His EPA, the gap between him and Dak Prescott, is the same gap between Dak and Geno Smith. Okay. Ooh. He is lights out. He has been fantastic all season long, even in those three games where he was struggling. He was concussed and he was still leading game winning drive. They just happened to miss a field goal, right? But yeah. because he's Mr. Irrelevant, because he doesn't look the part, people have decided he can't possibly be that good. He can't possibly be the MVP. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey is the MVP. And that argument alone doesn't make sense to me because even if you were to say that Christian McCaffrey is a better player, which I would say, so I think Christian McCaffrey is just a fantastic football player. There is no good argument where you could say that Christian McCaffrey, as great as he is, has been more valuable to his team than the quarterback who leads the NFL in like every single major passing category. In the in the year of 2023, in the quarterback league NFL, Brock Purdy, with all of his gaudy numbers and his efficiency and his wins, somehow the running back is the guy who's most valuable. We need to give Brock Purdy... If he was drafted number two like Zach Wilson, there would be no question, I don't think, that Brock Purdy yeah. should win the MVP. But because he's Mr. Irrelevant, people have these biases against him, and I just don't get it. Um, you got us off on the Lawrence tangent, although I technically did by bringing him up. Um, so I know you're not going to like this argument, Rob. I, I, long story short, I'm willing to give Lawrence a little bit more time. And I know the two-plus seasons, you're like, wait, you guys are done with fields. Well, that's unique. The Bears now have the number one overall pick. Like, sorry, it's easier to restart the clock than pay fields, blah, blah, blah. Zach Wilson, well, you got Aaron Rodgers. He, Wilson was not supposed to even be the starter. Nobody likes him anyway. He's done. Um, I looked at one career of a guy who went number one, who was thought to be a generational talent, and um, I'm not comparing him to this guy, but number one, his name is Peyton Manning. Comes into the league, leads the league in picks. Uh, they go 3-13. and 13. He turns it around. They get to the playoffs, thirteen and three, but they lose in the playoffs. Uh, ten and six, lose in the playoffs. Six and ten. So Peyton Manning, four years in, zero playoff wins. Five years in, zero playoff wins. Peyton Manning could not win a playoff game until two thousand three, his sixth year, and that's the year they went to the Super Bowl. But it. So if you look at his numbers, like he did lead the league in yards once and in touchdowns. But if one thing that changed a lot for Manning from his first five years, Rob, is the turnovers. He led the league in interceptions. Then it was 15, 15, 23, 19. It's a lot of freaking interceptions. So what happened Super Bowl year? Down to 10. After that, 10, 10, 10, 9, 14, 12. Started to pick up again near the end in Indy. But when he was at his best, he cut down the turnovers. I don't know. I've never played quarterback in the NFL, Rob. I don't know how easy it is to simply say, Stop throwing interceptions. Stop trying to force shit. Trevor Lawrence, hold on to the damn ball. You had one of the seminal runs in college football in the last 50 years. Uh, with the shout-out to Tommy Frazier of Nebraska, um, that game cost me money. I had Florida. Yes, I, I. you know the game I'm talking about. Tommy Frazier breaks 50 tackles on an amazing run. But the Trevor Lawrence run in the playoff against Ohio State, to me, I was freaking out. I, of course, I had Clemson in that game. And I just remembered as, oh, my gosh, this is a quarterback sprinting away from an entire team? What the hell? Trevor Lawrence does the same thing against the Ravens and then just vomits the ball up in the red zone. Like, whoa. He was like, it was like the ball, it wasn't raining or anything. 
And then he has another fumble that was just a killer. It was a it was not a great game in a spotlight in a spotlight move, uh, spotlight spot uh, there for him. I'll just say this: I believe in Lawrence. Um, the only thing I heard Rob that isn't great, uh, and I and I didn't use this when I first heard it, but some of these guys like absolutely love football, eat, breathe. Like Peyton Manning, I mean, is freak about love for football. Tom Brady just absolute love everything to him. The one thing I heard about Trevor Lawrence is, yeah, he loves football, but he doesn't like love it. Love like it's everything to him. He's breaking down tape and like freaking out about football and how can I get better and be the greatest player ever. Like the only thing I heard from someone who'd been around him and and the team was that, yeah, he he likes football. Of course he loves it. This is not a knock. It's just that. Do you know what I mean, Rob? He's like, yeah. Well, it's he- not every. It's not his life. He's very religious. He's family guy. He has a life away from football, like he is going to be himself, and like football is his job, you know. And I'm not saying he's going to be the next Andrew Luck and walk away at 30 or whatever, but that was the only thing I heard. It's just Peterson is like a football lifer, you know, that kind of deal. And I I don't know if if that is Lawrence, and I don't think there's friction there or anything. I just you know it's they're they're two different people, and like I don't know how you would find that out about somebody coming out of college, like. I don't know, Caleb Williams, do you love, like, how do you know if someone loves football or not? You got to really, really know them. And that's kind of sort of impossible. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, again, I, I don't want to seem like I'm tearing down Trevor Lawrence. Oh, you hate no, because like right. I said, I would love if he was my quarterback, right? I'm a Raider. I would, I would be very excited if Trevor Lawrence got traded to the Raiders today. Um, and going back oh, to your point about whether or not he loves football, I don't know if you remember this, but he, right before the draft, did a feature in Sports Illustrated where he said something along those lines where it was like, that's not what drives me is, you know, winning. Football is not the the primary focus in my life. And friend of the podcast, friend of the show, Daniel Kelly, who was a scout for the Jets. Oh, that's right. Remember, he said, as soon as I heard that quote, it, it solidified my stance that or his stance that Trevor Lawrence was going to be a bust. Now, okay. I don't think he's been a bust-type quarterback. No. But, you know, it, it's it's pretty well documented that he's one of those Nikola Jokic types where he's like, I'm good at it. It provides me a good <laughs> living. I'd want to be – I'm going to give all my effort into it. But yeah. to say that my life is defined by what I do in this sport would be incorrect. And that he's one of those guys. Yeah. Um, uh, over under one and a half Super Bowl appearances for Trevor Lawrence in his career. Oh, way under. Way <laughs> Well, so you're saying zero, I guess. No, you have to set it at half for me to even think about it. Oof. Well, the thing is, I mean, he's up against Burrow and Mahomes. We'll see who Herbert's get gets as a coach. Lamar Jack, like all these guys are his age. Like it's gonna be tough. Like when it was Brady and Peyton, it was it's tough to crack through, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not gonna be easy. I, I would say one and a half. I mean. But what have yeah. you seen that makes you confident that he's a multiple Super Bowl caliber quarterback or a Super Bowl appearance caliber quarterback? I mean, I just he, the ability to make every throw when he has big screw ups, uh, I undaunted. I want to go on a Baker Mayfield rant after this. Um, but like he, he seems fearless. Like you see a guy like Zach Wilson when he gets sacked and he has a fumble. It's like totally shook. Like he's seen a ghost. You know, it's I mean, some of these guys, listen. The spotlight is bright. He just doesn't seem phased by anything. Um, I, I, I mean, I commanded the offense. I feel like he can. I feel like there's really nothing he can't do. I mean, when you look at them last yesterday uh, against the Ravens, drive down that guy hits the upright, missed. Drive another missed field goal. 
Um, then he had his fumble. It, it, very random. Then they lose track of the clock. The guy's tackled inbounds. No points. Like, they should have had at least minimum 10 points. It, it, maybe 13 in the first half. Like, that, that's just fluky, unlucky stuff. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm a believer in Lawrence. I, I'm not sold on him. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on-and-off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Football is back. No more preseason games. The regular season is here. While we all love watching our favorite teams on television, there is nothing better than being at a game live and in person. And the best way to get tickets to any of these games is on GameTime, the fastest-growing ticketing app in the U.S. For last-minute amazing deals on tickets to see your favorite football teams this September, download GameTime. And it's not just football. Game Time has tickets to baseball games, concerts, and comedy shows across the country. Download the Game Time app and redeem code JMAC for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the Game Time app and enter code JMAC. That's J M A C for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. I just feel like I got to give this guy some props because of Baker Mayfield. Now, I, I liked Green Bay in this and in, in the Pick'em contest, which you guys, I know you care deeply about this pick, this season-long Pick'em contest I got roped into with a guy on the herd. It's like, uh, I don't know, uh, over 100 people are in it. I'm up to fourth now, and I think it, I, I had to ask now because I'm top 10. I think it pays $14,000 if you win. I don't think I can win. I'm six out. I have Seattle tonight, three and a half. You can't see the other guy's picks because you can change them up until kickoff. I'm assuming everybody's going to have Seattle with the Philly injury. Um, but in this pick'em thing, I had Green Bay. 
the guy who's first, for whatever reason, I don't know who he is. He apparently's won it in the past based on an email, but he's basically just goes with most favorites. And eventually, that will hopefully end here. Um, but I had Green Bay, as did he. I, I said, Green Bay, you know, they, two weeks ago, Green Bay was like, oh, this is a spicy team. They're dangerous. Look out. Took down the Chiefs. Took down the Lions. Look out. Then they lose to Tommy DeVito on Monday Night Football. And then they are at home against Baker Mayfield. Baker turns it over, fumbles inside the Packers five. Uh, touchdown Packers, they take the lead. I'm like, okay, that's probably it, right? 7-3, Green Bay's going to step it up. They got Jordan Love. Folks, I, it had to be a top five performance on the road for any quarterback I've seen this year. Baker, after that turnover, was lights out. I saw that he had a perfect quarterback rating. I don't know how you can do that with a fumble, um, but he threw for... 381 yards, his best game in Tampa this season. Four touchdowns, three of them in the second half on the road, okay? On throws of 10 or more yards, and he was coming into this game on any throw down the field, like he's not great for whatever reason. 41% completion percentage on throws of 10 or more yards a season. He was 10 of 11 for 204 yards and two touchdowns in Lambeau, in a big spot where the Packers needed it. Baker Mayfield was shredding. I don't even. I never heard of the guy Moore, who he threw his last touchdown to a great pass, folks. This is a Tampa team that I had been fading because of the defensive injuries. Right? They lose Devin White. They lose a cornerback, and I'm like, oh, these guys can't stop a fucking nosebleed. Come on! And Baker Mayfield keeps coming back and pulling rabbits out of hats. And Rob, I I, I gotta say, listen, I, I get it. Baker, um, when he was the guy in Cleveland, he did get them to the playoffs. I mean, he was on a good team. And then he tried to play through an injury. It did not work. He tried to rebound, and I think it was Charlotte. It was a bust, and then the Rams for five minutes. Sometimes it just takes a little while. I mean, the NFL, the speed and everything, it's just so much different than, like, college, whatever level you played at. I almost don't know what you do with Baker. He's a free agent. So what are the choices, Rob? You can't, if you franchise tag him, he's going to jump from, like, you know, 10 mil or whatever, 15 mil, whatever he's making to, like, 30 mil or 35 million. I don't know what you do. Do you sign him to a couple years? It seems like Todd Bowles is going to keep his job. The Bucs look like they're going to the freaking playoffs. And Baker has a lot to do with that because the defense has not been great. They, we, I was talking about this team as a teardown. Oh, you trade Evans, you trade Godwin, you you, you tank and, and you fire Bowles and you, you come on, you can make something happen. Like none of that is even close to happening. Now they do end the season I believe with the Saints in a game that is going to determine probably who wins that division. But the weird thing, Rob, they, I think Tampa Bay can get into the playoffs without winning the division because the NFC has been so wretched. I, I don't know. Listen, I know people are out on Baker and, you know, we do love a good redemption story in America. But for whatever reason, people just uh, like are just discounting or not even talking about Baker Mayfield. This Tampa team, Rob, I don't know that they're scary. Rashad White, by the way, when did he get good? He is so fast. I don't know. I, I, I'm just kind of smitten with them. Usually when people beat me and I fade them, uh, I, I hate it and I get angry. I'm sorry. Tampa goes Jacksonville, then New Orleans, then Carolina in the final game of the season. So two of three are in the division next week at home against your boy, Trevor Lawrence. Uh I don't I, Baker Mayfield in the playoffs is kind of sort of wild. Yeah, and and you know what I I got to um, you know take some egg on my face because 
I've gone viral like two or three times to the extent that someone like me can go viral. But one of the reasons why I went viral is because it may have actually been on this podcast when I said that Baker Mayfield in a year is going to be working for the Big 12 Network. Oh. And that he's you know going to be out of the NFL, that his days are numbered. He's going to be hosting some very popular podcast or be on television mm. in Texas again you know, Ouch. a year from now. Obviously, that did not pan out because he's having – a solid season, you know, three to one TD interception ratio and, and they've won three straight. I like you was ready to throw dirt on his grave when they lost six of seven there between October and November, they looked absolutely terrible and credit to him because I still don't think he's a franchise caliber quarterback. I still would not feel comfortable if he was my starting quarterback on a week to week basis. But the one thing that you can say about Baker Mayfield is what you alluded to. His ability to bounce back, to pull the rabbit out of his hat, like as you mentioned, and that's even going back to college, right? Like when when you don't expect a whole lot from Baker Mayfield or you feel like he's, you know, down in the dumps and this is going to be the end for him, he has that quote unquote it factor that allows him to rise to the level of the occasion and either win a big game or have a big throw or make the key play at the right time. Because even in this three-game winning streak, I know he played great against Green Bay. The previous two games, each week against Carolina and Atlanta, two defenses that are not great, 28 of 58, 346 yards across two games. But in both of those games that were both one possession, he made the key plays late to ensure that his team got the win. And there's something to be said about that. So... I'm not a big Baker Mayfield guy, but kudos to Baker Mayfield today for having a fantastic game against the Packers. Uh, do you want to spend any time talking about your Raiders and that big win? Like, uh, you know, if you if I could find a negative angle for you, it's that um they moved to six and eight out of the top ten now drafting. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you saw this, but with Carolina's win over Atlanta, by the way, Desmond Ritter, holy effing, what on earth that pass that he threw? So they're up seven six with like I don't know four minutes left in the red zone. He scrambles out of pressure. You're like, ooh, nice wheels. And then he's approaching the sideline and just throws like right to a Carolina guy. You're like, what the fuck is that? I could not believe it. Like one of the worst passes I've seen this season. And Ritter does that in the red zone. He panics. And it the Carolina goes right down, kicks the field goal at the buzzer, and it's like, oh my gosh. Atlanta may miss the playoffs now. Um, but that win for Carolina pushes uh, their record at 2-12. and 12. They are only one game up on New England for the number one pick. Now, I don't know who in a tiebreaker would get that, but Rob, this situation with Belichick is getting real interesting. If they get the number one pick, do you just say we're moving on from Belichick and like starting over with a new regime and the number one? Or is Belichick like, bro, you're not going to fucking fire me when you get the number one pick. Come on. I got a chance to rebound with my guy. I mean, this is getting fascinating. By the way, Jets with the loss are now tied with... Bears, Giants, Chargers, and Titans, uh, they're all five through nine. But it's what's weird is if you look at those five through nine, Bears starting Justin Fields, their starter, six at Jets. I mean, Zach Wilson ain't going to be their guy. It looks like it's going to be Simeon going forward. Giants are starting DeVito slash Tyrod. Chargers are on Easton Stick. Titans are on Will Levis. Um, all of those guys are on backup. So those are like quiet tanks for teams that have been eliminated. Um, but your thoughts on the Raiders uh, dropping a 63 burger on uh, on the charges? Well, I turned it off at halftime. 
And even as a Raiders fan, I had no interest in watching a team get eviscerated like that. Um, look, the, the one thing I'll say about this, I mean, it was cool to see him win and, and obviously in a blowout fashion. At, at one point, when it gets to like 42 to nothing, though, it almost becomes comical. <laughs> like, it's just like, are we really that good? Or are they just vomiting all over themselves? And everything that we do, it seems to be working, right? Like we're doing trick plays. We have a, a, a Jack Jones makes one of the great interceptions you've ever seen where he reads the play so quickly. Oh, that was he sick. actually has to reach back to make the interception because he was so ahead of Austin Eckler on that screen pass. But the only thing I'll say about that game is on one hand, yes, it sucks that we win by lo- or lose by winning because we drop in the draft and I think we still need a quarterback. But anybody who thinks that after that game that Antonio Pierce is absolutely the answer a head coach is fooling themselves. And this, and I'm a Raider fan telling you this because you cannot go week 14 against Minnesota off a bye and lose three to nothing. Fair. And then you have this blowout win against a team that obviously had quit on their coach and just assume, well, obviously Antonio Pierce is, is the guy. It's like, no, it's much more nuanced than that because the same guy who ran up 63 on the Chargers got shut out coming off a bye playing against the Vikings in a game that if you wanted to make the playoffs, realistically, you had to win. So he may be the coach going forward. I'm not going to eliminate him from that conversation, but I'm also not going to be like, well, we absolutely found our coach and we had our quarterback just because we beat up on Easton Stick and the soon-to-be podcast host, Brandon Staley. Oh, damn. I don't even know if he's going to be host. Maybe podcast <laughs> guest. There you go. Podcast guest. Um, yeah, a little harsh. Um, by the way, I, I heard somebody, shoot, I forgot the running back, but like, there was a guy on the Packers who, um, before Dylan, before Jones, who was like heavy. He might have gone to Alabama. Do you, Eddie Lacy. Eddie, yes. So he was like good, and then he got like fat, right? And they called him Fat Eddie Lacy. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. I don't mean to be want to be a fantasy championship. So, <laughs> so, uh, somebody in my somebody hit me with when did Austin Eckler turn into Eddie Lacy? And I was like, wow. That's first of all, I didn't know Austin Eckler looked fat, but I guess he his hands are going. And he's like losing speed. It's just very Eckler was so freaking good last year, and now it's like, yeah, he's not good. I don't know, Rob. Uh, poor Chargers. I don't even think the roster's that good. Um, you know, we have, we might have to get Steve Hartman on. I had somebody send me a link that Hartman said the NFL made the Chargers fire print. <laughs> wow, like Hartman is he's that guy's crazy. Uh, I, I do I do appreciate his. Uh, his bombs. He does like to drop atomically. So uh, maybe this week we'll have to get him on. But um. I guess we, we guess we technically have to do a best bet for Eagles Seahawks tonight from Seattle. The line was four and a half, then four, and then Glazer reported that Jalen Hurts is very sick. If the game was Sunday, he would not have played. The line's down to three. Um, in that pick'em contest, I got three and a half. I don't know. I, I I have a hard time seeing the Eagles losing this game, but I don't trust them to get margin here. Um, yeah, for me, it's got to be Seattle or nothing. I, I don't think I could lay it with uh, with the Eagles. Again, I hate agreeing with you, but I think you're spot on because the Jalen Hurst thing is obviously a question mark, but there's also underreported Geno Smith is a question mark too. So it's entirely possible to get Marcus Mariota versus Drew Locke. And in those kind oh, of situations geez. when if one or both of those backups have to play, it's hard to feel good about either team. Yeah. And so in those situations, you usually end up where it's a tough, usually ugly, disjointed kind of game. And in, and in those instances, it's usually cited by 
a late field goal or a late yep. touchdown, something like that. So, again, I wouldn't bet on this one, but if I were, I'd be taking Seattle. And there was the other report about the Eagles defense. So they're 10 and 3. And there was one report that, like, they moved on from their defensive coordinator, Sean Desai. And now Matt Patricia's calling plays, but then they were like, all the reporters at the same time must have got the same text from the Eagles. No, no, sorry. For clarification, Desai's still the defensive coordinator, but he's going to move upstairs and Patricia will call plays from the field or so- something along those lines. And it's just like, this is a lot of weirdness for a 10-3 and team. I don't know. I don't want to act like it's an overreaction and people are talking about the big Dom, that big meathead on the sideline who put his hands on uh, Greenlaw. And now he's suspended for the rest of the season. Can't be not suspended. Can't be on the sideline. So there's just a lot happening with the Eagles. Um, I I just I, I could see Seattle kind of playing like they did against Dallas and ultimately losing. But uh, yeah, g- give me the three and a half or three uh, for for the Seahawks here. Um, all right, that's a lengthy Monday pot. I feel like I say that every Monday, but listen, the NFL only has a few weeks left before the playoffs are here. Uh, one week to Christmas. We will talk later about planning for the week. Talk to you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i'm saleha mosin and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.